This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show. I am John Denman, DJ Muskrash, the producer, hanging out, hitting the buttons, doing the editing, cutting out the nonsense that happens in this show. So you guys need to, if you ever see this guy, man, you need to pat him on the back because he truly is the one that makes the show sound as good as it does. And if it's not really just a conversation, it's the music that he puts in that you'll be hearing throughout the whole show. Uh, actually, no, this week we have a music guest, Ancient Cat Society. So during our segment breaks, you will be listening to them. And they'll be on at the end talking about their new album coming out and their big party they're doing next weekend. But uh, we have on the show, well, actually, before we even get to our guest sitting in front of me, I do have to talk about some sponsors. This episode of Drink of Ages is brought to you by Eighth Wonder Breweries, or Weissheimer, the Weissheimer. It is a traditional German Hefeweizen, 5.4% ABV. And if you haven't tried it yet, yeah, it's out there around town. You need to get some. A lot of bananas and cloves, so if you're into those Hefe notes, you're going to enjoy this beer a whole lot. Get out and get some, man. We have it on tap right here at Drink of Ages Pub. And if you're driving by right now, stop in and have a beer with us. Also look for their IP8 their IPA that they just released. Uh, that's out as well. But this week's, this week's going to be a good show. Uh, we are, like I said, here live at Drink of Ages Pub. We have been sampling some of Ingenious Brewing Company, some of their beers. And with us now, we do have, from Ingenious Brewing Company, we have Justin and Mike. Ingenious Brewing Company, a new brewery out of Humble, Texas. That is... Getting operating and man, let's uh, welcome to Drink of Ages. Welcome uh, to the show. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. having us. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. So, so you guys, new brewery. How's it looking, man? How's the label approvals? How's how's everything going right now? Like, what what kind of time frame or is everybody looking at to be able to stop by the pub or stop by the brewery and hang out? Well. I'm thinking August is what we're thinking, but we we've been thinking earlier dates for the longest uh, time, and uh, we, we're, we've, we're, we've made some significant progress as of late. Let's put it that way. Yeah, we've started to realize every time we say a date, a new government reg- regulation comes in and just goes and blocks us. So we've stopped saying dates, uh, but but realistically, uh, every foreseeable wall in our uh, horizon has been tackled. We have an estimated timeline in the summer. The best we can say is that. But as far as as far as people ask us, when 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 did you guys want to open? Oh, six months ago, we wanted to open. So as soon as the government tells us, we'll be there and we'll we, be serving beer. In the meantime, we're doing free beer events and uh, and hopefully, you, you, yeah, people you are coming out. Hopefully, everybody's a, enjoying get a, it and get to take advantage of that. Time. Take advantage of being able to drink free beer from these guys. Uh, we did it today at the pub, and a hell of a turnout. Very nice turnout. Well, I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know what the normal Wednesday crowd is like, but hopefully, uh, we amped it up a little bit for you guys. There's normally not 
two lines running down the center of the pub. Yeah, normally there's people hanging out. There's never like a line out the door. So, yeah, it was a good day. It was, a, it was good, and good. I think it's only going to add to the show because um, uh, the beers that you were sampling over there that, of course, you know, I was fortunate enough to sample a few of myself was uh, you have your IPA yeah. that was over there. Let's so, talk about that so one for a little bit. This is a New England double IPA. Uh, we, we call it HDS. We love that name, but it actually stands for Hop Delivery System. And, and, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's a very, very complex beer with where every component of your typical beer, your water, your yeast, your malt, and your hops, has been crafted into this fine product that it took us four to five years. Uh, and, and we still modify. In fact, this particular batch was modified as of three months ago. It was a different batch. And, and it, it takes a long time to hone in on exactly what you're going for. But... We love this edition. This is the edition that we think we're going to be pushing out as a staple of ours. Uh, and the feedback today was, was, was overwhelmingly in favor of that, I think. Yeah. And, and I think what we're trying to do also uh, along those lines, as Justin says, we get to experiment a lot. We, we kind of like uh, what we decided to do going under a brew pub license for us. And we're going to have two different systems in the brewery. So we're going to be able to push out a lot of just different random stuff out of a one barrel. And also we have the 10 barrel. That'll get a lot more of our production stuff out. But we, we love to experiment. We're, we're beer drinkers first and uh, before we're actually brewers. I mean, we, we, we love drinking beer. So we, you know, just like everybody else, every time you go someplace, you want to try something different. You just, you, you, you know, you want that different nuance. You want something different that you haven't had before. And so that's part of our goal with our tap room. You know, we want to produce several things that are just quality, go into distribution uh, the way that we would like. But we also want people to come out and have a different experience every single time they get to come out to the brew pub. So that's, that's, I mean, kind that's of our that's idea. A very good approach, just knowing the consumer and, and kind of like the mentality now, because that's how I am. If I'm going, say, to the beach, then I'll stop and I'll pick up a six pack of something that I know, that I know I'm going to be able to sit back and drink and enjoy. And But if I'm going out, I'm looking for something that I haven't tried before. Huh. And I'm always looking for you know, several beers that I can just go, oh, man, that was good or that was bad, just something different. Yeah. But, it, but our big thing is that, like Justin was saying, we want to produce some quality beer. So if you've, like you guys know, if you've, if you've been to several different breweries around, you'll be like, every time I go there, whatever they make, I love what they make. And so that's what we, that's what we want people to say about us. I mean, that, that really is our goal with what we're trying to do. We're trying to add to the Houston beer scene here. You know, it's really burgeoning. It's come up a lot more. I mean, me being an outsider from Houston. From we we Houston should mention area, that, that Mike is yeah. from. I'm from Philly. Downtown Philadelphia. Yeah, so watch out. The you fresh know, bit of Houston if over I, here. If I give you, yeah, if I give you a weird look, it's it's. I don't necessarily hate you. It's just how I grew up. All right. Yeah. So. Hey, I, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> I went up to to Pennsylvania. Uh, it was a few years back, and <clears throat> I went up there for for work. And so, and I walked, you know, get off the airplane, and go to the hotel. Nobody made any eye contact at all. Get to the hotel. I'm like, all right, you know, maybe it was just whatever day it was. Walk into the office, big office, everything. On the board, it says, welcome, John Denman. So I'm like, oh, man, cool, man. No one ever looked at me. So then I was like, all right, well, this must be just a northeastern thing, whatever. You know, people don't make eye contact. So then I made it a point to make eye contact with people. And the looks that they would give me, because I'm walking down the hallway, and I'd stare people down. 
And as we cross paths, I'll say, look at me like, what the hell is this guy staring at me for? Yeah. Right. But the yep. minute you start talking to somebody, the minute you start the conversation, they're the friendliest people you yeah, ever run across. it is funny. It is funny. I've always said that even like going up through New York. It's like really funny. You can run down the sidewalk. Nobody's looking at each other. Everybody's like running into each other all over the place. But when you really turn around and need help, someone will actually take the time and they'll, then they'll talk to you. Yes. But it's just such a different environment. It's so strange. Uh, you know, it's a different vibe is all it is. With Appalachian so. Brewery is one oh, of the yeah. ones that, <laughs> and I had the Bear Claw yeah. growler in the yeah. my little growler cabinet over there. Yeah. But uh, I was sitting there, and beautiful all wood and just nice little brewery and good beer hanging out. And I sit down, and everybody at the whole bar is just looking straight forward. Nobody saying anything. And which you know, I'm from Houston, it's like, hey, what's going on, everybody? What are we doing? And so I'm sitting there hanging out, and I look over at the guy, and he's eating these chicken wings. And but he's just like not even paying attention. He's just like just he's into his chicken wings. And I was like, hey man, how are those chicken wings? And then all of a sudden it was like, well, oh man, these are the best chicken wings I ever had. And we ended up talking for, and then everybody started talking. But it was just, yeah, yeah man, it's like it's don't just, talk until you're spoken to. It just takes one Texan to make the whole Northeast a better place. Yeah, it so was fun though. So we're not as bad as everybody makes us out to be. No, not at all. There, all right? I mean, super, absolutely friendly. Uh, Great people. Uh, it was, I had a good time. Would, Lancaster Brewery is another one that I went to. Yeah. And that that would, I actually went there that week a lot because it was burger and a beer for like $7 or something so like that. So when was this? I was going to say, did you ever get to go over to, if you were down there, Lancaster That's area, our stomping that's ground. That's brewery. where this Remember started. Remember that? That is like the oldest of the old school breweries. is right there. Yeah. Well, Trogues is right yep. around the Winter corner. Trogues. Yeah. Pizza Boy. Went Trogues. Uh, actually, I was going. I was like, man, I'm going to drive out to Philly. So on my way to Philly through um, all the Amish country, I uh, got behind a couple buggies, so it slowed me down a little bit. And all of a sudden, I'm going, hey, look, there's Victory. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Ended up hanging out there with the owners of Victory for about four hours. And it was, uh, yeah. At yeah. that point, I went in and turned back and went back to Lancaster Because yeah, they afterwards. have signs on the Pennsylvania Turnpike for the for some of the breweries along there. I yep. know that. Stouts, so. they do. Yeah, Stouts does. Stouts, that's right. yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. So, so that area that you're speaking of is actually where me and Mike met. So Excellent. Beautiful ago. place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though I mean, when we were flying out, it's like the Simpsons where you have the nuclear reactors poking out from behind. Yeah, the three, mile island. Out of Harrisburg, three Mile yeah, Three Mile Island. Yeah. yeah, that's where they almost had the big uh, disaster yeah. way back when. Oh, I so. remember I was in grad school, and, and Pencil- I, I'm from Texas. I, I don't know what an earthquake feels like, but I was in grad school. This is probably three, four years back. And the whole – I was on the fourth floor of a giant building. The whole thing just started shaking. And – I had no idea what's going on, so walk over to my boss at the time, and I go, "Did you feel that?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I felt it. Threw my aisle and just exploded." <laughs> <laughs> he's from Pennsylvania. I thought he was serious. Wow. Should I duck and cover? Should I <laughs> drop and roll? You know, what do we do here? Yeah. Go to the fallout shelter. Run to the basement. Run to the fast, basement. Fast. All right. Let's take a quick break because I need another beer, and when we get back, we'll talk more with Ingenious Brewing Company. Drink Be right back.
Crest City IPA has made its return just in time for the Astros' kick-ass season. Buffalo Bayou Brewing amped up for the citrus characteristics with a bouquet of hops. This IPA is super bright and smoothed it out with a subtle malt body. Also lowered the ABV to 7%, which you know, I kind of like that. You know, it's a, take it down a little notch to 7% to make it, you know, you guess it, man. A crushable IPA. Crush City IPA by Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. I hope you were able to make it to get some of the Houston Haze from Spindle Tap. It was delicious. Spindle Tap is making some badass beers. If you have not visited the tap room, the air-conditioned tap room, you are missing out. It's only 10 minutes north of downtown. Stop in for some brewery-only releases or grab a pint or three. The main lineup, like Hop Gusher, and they also just redid Tool Pusher slightly so you get even more hops on the, on the back end. Absolutely delicious beers. I love them. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Ages. We are back and hope everybody's having a good night tonight. Uh, hope everybody's drinking some really good beers. We are drinking some really good beers from Ingenious Brewing Company. Cheers. We had your double IPA. We also had your peanut butter versus jelly porter. And that thing is like silky smooth, man. It just kind of leaves a nice little coating on the tongue that you just want to keep drinking some more. Well, that, that's the idea. Um, 
on our uh, on the stouts in particular, that uh, it's one of the things that we kind of strive for. You want that that nice thick kind of coating. You want that nice deep dark head on it, and it is, you know, to get the flavors that you want out of it. One of the things that we enjoy as beer drinkers, as drinking, uh, kind of as we prefaced before, is is exciting new variety of different beers. And and for years, I mean, we've been doing this for. We've been brewing for oh, Mike's been brewing for over ten years, and and we've been doing things together for over five or six years, including playing with various adjuncts. And, and it's, I think, one of the things that's, that's important to know is it's not easy working with adjuncts. Uh, what you think? You think, oh, I'm going to brew a stout, and I'm going to throw some raspberries in it. It's going to be a raspberry stout. Well, no, that's not actually what happens. You do that, you end up getting refermented raspberries, and it tastes like some sort of funky. Yeah, wine, somebody stuck some wine into your beer, and you're like, cooler, what is and you're like, what the hell is this? And then it's way more alcohol than you thought you were going to get, and it's way less sweet because all the sugar got eaten up by the yeast, and that's a disaster. So uh, it's, it's actually a lot more challenging to get a, a good adjunct beer um, for what you're going for. So we've, we've been playing with these adjuncts for years. And, and one thing I should note is everything that we do here at Genius is, in Genius is, is all natural. We don't use any artificial flavoring. Um, so it just takes time and patience and knowing, do I use puree for this particular beer? Do I use, do I use freeze-dried raspberries? Do I use, it's, 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 it's a learning ways, curve, especially for somebody as dull as me. It takes, it takes a lot longer. That's why I've had to stick it a, a, a lot longer than Justin. So, so we, we played with these recipes for, for years. And, and finally we're comfortable throwing these ingredients in and knowing what's going to happen. And... And, and, and we've gotten to a situation where uh, we can make an IPA with, with raspberry and it's not going to taste like a wine cooler. We can make a stout with grapes and peanut butter and it's not going to taste like a funky mess that you can't pick out any of those individual flavors. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to bring these to the market. And I, I think the, and we've got, the, yeah, we've got good feedback, good I believe. Feedback, I think a lot of people like what we're trying to do. I mean, I, I absolutely we're here agree. to please. We yeah. are here to please. No, no, the so. feedback that I had even before tonight, you know, was always was good. Hey, we tried Ingenious. And when you guys were up in Humble, because that's where your brewery is going to be, uh, over yeah. at Hopstop, you know, yeah. I was trying to make it up there. And by the time I made it up there, you guys were long gone and already bailed out. But, um <clears throat> No, I've heard nothing but great things, and so to try your beers tonight, I've been impressed. And this one that we that we have now is is really really tasty. So, so the one we're drinking right now, this is a a beer we're going to be featuring this Saturday uh, over at Grower USA in Katy. This is a double IPA brewed in the New England style. This is just being a style that was. Uh, Officially announced last week. Everyone's been brewing these Northeast-style IPAs for the last several years, Trillium, Treehouse, uh, and it's a finally an official style, and the destination is New England-style IPA, so that's how I'll refer to it. But So this is a New England-style double IPA, roughly about 8% alcohol. We brew with lactose, so it's slightly sweeter, a little bit thicker, and then we age it on raspberries and vanilla beans to get a fruity, creamy uh, flavor. So we call this Raspberry and cream double froyo IPA. Double um, froyo. Yep. And, and it's, it's kind of like a frozen treat. It's it's quite delicious. Yeah, it is really good and very easy to drink. You know, for the ABV that it is. But uh, I think it's interesting. Like you guys are, you guys met up in Pennsylvania. Correct. Right. And so it was grad school. 
Yeah, let's get a little history here. Yeah, well, funny enough story is is Justin was doing his residency up there uh, at Penn State Hershey Medical Center, and I was working there in the OR as a uh, as a operating room nurse at the time, but um, we didn't really meet there first. We met out at bars, and then I saw him at my gym at the same time too, and then after a couple of conversations, it was like, where do you work? And it was like, oh, well, I'm over at the med yeah, center. it was one of the situations. I see this guy at my work. I see him at my gym. I see him out at the craft beer scene. I'm like, this guy either either we're gonna be best friends or he's here to kill me. I wasn't I wasn't sure of the situation. But, either you're uh, a stalker or we need to know each other. Either way, I need to know who you are. Turned out to be the latter. Well, really, what it, what it came down to is he stared at me once, and since I'm from Philly, I was really looking to see if I could, you know, work him over a little bit. So just a classic <laughs> Philly style thing, yeah. you know. I, but no, it, it was kind of funny, you know, and then we became best friends before you knew it. Uh, well, it didn't, mean, didn't take long, you know. And honestly, yeah, you're probably so. sitting at a bar beside each other, and you were sitting there and not talking. And then from Texas, you're like, hey, man, how's it going? Hey, I like beer. And the next thing you know, yeah, you're yeah. opening up a brewery in Houston. <laughs> yeah, 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 next thing you know. It was a, it was a three-step <laughs> process. You named the first two steps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. now, now we just got to get through the, the government the, and, and all the, the government stuff. Falls through, yeah. Well, there was one little step in, in, in between. I used to have a, a bunch of uh, kegs running in my basement all the time. Justin used to bring people over to my house. But the, but, but the thing was is when he would come over, he'd be like, hey, I'm bringing a, you mind if I bring a bunch of people over to the house? Uh, he's like, I know you got a bunch of beer on tap. I want to bring them over there. I mean, Trobes was around the corner from us. We had several different places. Like you were saying, we're right there, Lancaster, Hershey area, several places around us. And he'd be like, all right. But I'll make sure I bring some steaks over so I can cook you an extra steak for you. And it was like that was like the deal. All right, all right. You cook the steaks. Everybody drinks a beer. We're all good. Oh, in Texas, you know? I think that's a fair trade. You bring a steak, you get a beer. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean, fair trade. Yeah. So, uh, so you guys decided uh, why why Houston? I mean, did both. What what do you, what do you do outside of brewing beer? So, this all started when I, so I'm from Clear Lake, Houston area, and. Went up to Pennsylvania, Penn State, to do some graduate school training. And as I was up there, you know, this is back in, I left up, I left Texas in 2009. So I'm up in Pennsylvania in 2009. So when I left here, Houston had St. Arnold, and that's it. There was no other beer of, to speak of. I good thought good beer yeah. was Newcastle, and oh my God, I found Young's Double Chocolate Stout at the grocery store. It's a great day. Yeah. And I thought that was uh, the best. And I go up to Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania is, at the time, was 10, 15 years ahead of Texas. So in, in Texas, you want beer, you go to the gas station, you buy a six-pack, end of story. Pennsylvania, they don't sell beer at gas stations. You want a beer, you have to go to what's called a case store. you got to buy a case of beer. Not knowing any of the brands up there, I'm like, I'm not buying a case of this beer. This is, this is BS. And I, and I think a lot of people agree with that. So what, what you end up having is this micro brewery situation every corner has a tiny little brewery that's constantly brewing fresh rotating beers that you fill these you fill growlers at the 2009 in texas you didn't know what a growler was that didn't mean anything to anybody but up there that was a normal thing so first thing i did when i went up to pennsylvania is i bought a couple growlers i'm stopping at all these different breweries trying different stuff it's constantly rotating uh this is a whole different world for me so the spark to me came then. Like we need this in Texas, but the laws prohibited that. Uh, there was no way brewers couldn't sell beer. 
there was that just wasn't a thing. You go to Shiner and you get some wooden nickels and you get a couple tasters at the end of the tour and that was it. There was no growlers or anything like that. There was no help from the state in any part of having a brewery. No. No. So as as soon as as early as 2013, Ish. there was r- Ish, yeah. r- rumors of right. change. And around that time, I already had in the back of my mind, you know, here I am, I'm finishing grad school. Maybe if I work hard in 30 years, I can afford a brewery and I can coerce someone to come down and brew for me. And it'll be a nice little way to retire. And around that same time, Mike here just shows up at my door and says, hey, man, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of down to Pennsylvania. I'm thinking about moving somewhere. I know you're looking for jobs in Texas. Any chance you want to start a brewery in Texas? And I had to kind of play it cool. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> High five, and we did it. And uh, so he moved down here weeks later. It kind of was. It was that easy. I remember that there was a conversation over at the Bathdorf and Anvil that we had <laughs> had. It was that quick. It was simply like... Well, I'm sure there was no beer involved in that conversation at all. I, I was fairly sober. I'll yeah. be honest to God. I was sitting there and I'm going, well, I, I might have a slight ADD. Not, not necessarily. I've had a couple different careers, but it's like, I just got to do something different that I really like doing. And I'm like, you know, and, and as Justin said, he was talking about how there was no beer down here. I, I had taken a visit with him uh, the one time and we went around. I think at that time it was just Carbach and St. Arnold that we had gone. So I know late, about no 2012. Was open. Southern Star would and be Southern open. Southern Star they would be open. open. They, they were doing anything other than bridge beers. Yeah, but Amber it was not. Yeah, it was not a whole lot Blondes. going on at that particular yeah. point. Barry Hatchet Stout and was the best no. beer they had. Well, and it for, was delicious. for me, it was crazy, in the fact that I remember after I had come down here, I was doing you know, uh, uh, our whole business plan and everything, and as part of some of the case study stuff that was done in there, like. Pennsylvania had somewhere in the neighborhood of almost 6,000 different breweries in the state. And Texas had, like, literally it was under 400. Yeah. I mean, it was literally, I think it was, like, honest to God, I think the number was, like, 232 as a certain point when I was looking it up. But there were, like, the big, you know, the big four plants out there. There was not a whole lot above that that was going on. And, and Justin was right. You know, we, we sat there and it's like, Man, these guys—they're—they're they're far behind. So it felt like we could get in and, and do something down here that we really like to do, and 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 there's a huge population of beer drinkers, and and um, so it—it it, it was just the right time, the right idea, and it just—it worked out. Certain times in your life, things fall into place, and it, it fell in that way for us. So. Well, fortunately, uh, we were all low on beer, so let's take another break, get another refill. We'll come back. We'll talk more with Ingenious Brewing Company, Justin and Mike, and find out some more information about what's going on and what's coming up and where you can find some of their beers. Drink of Ages, be right back. Cider Company in Dickinson, Texas is making some delicious ciders. The Rodeo Star Cider, which is a medium dry traditional hard apple cider with a crisp, refreshing finish. The Rodeo Star Cherry, which is my favorite. It blends apples and cherries for a distinct fruit character that you need to try. Check them out on Facebook or go visit their tap room down in Dickinson, Texas. Go to pizzaalvino.com. 
Then once you're there, click on the receive newsletter and leave your email address. Your name will be selected in a drawing for a two VIP brewery tour passes for St. Arnold to be drawn later this month. Tour includes a flight of four pints of their newest beers and a VIP personally guided tour behind the scenes at the brewery. This is brought to you by St. Arnold, Silver Eagle, and Pizza Vino. Also, Pizza Vino, they deliver your favorite St. Arnold beers along with other Bayou City beers to go with your pizza and strambolis. And speaking of strambolis, man, they have a Philly cheesesteak, a chicken Philly cheesesteak, and a spinach onion cheesesteak stromboli. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> Ages, we are back on, and man, one thing real quick I want to throw out a big thanks to Pizza Alvino for sending pizzas over once again. Keep us fed through this show because uh, I don't know if we could actually make it through most of these without that food. I mean, the hot dogs we have here are good, but when you start throwing down the pizzas and the strombolis, it's fantastic. And man, just to let you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays right now, you buy one, get one half off at Pizza Alvino. I need to go and order some. Because it is pretty damn fantastic. But we are talking with Ingenious Brewery. We have Justin and Mike. Brewery, that uh, you guys are opening up in Humble. Yep. So uh, what, what about, uh, why, why Humble? Just curious. Well, there's there's probably several factors that go into that whole thing. Um, Number one, we live there. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're close. Both right it's over always there. good it's, to it's have it close to you. Yes. Um, as a startup, though, too, uh, we didn't necessarily... Uh, 
I mean, you always hear things about cities and having to deal with bureaucracies and stuff like that. So we were trying to go with something that might be a little bit friendlier to us, trying to get started. We, you know, because we can't deal with delays monetary-wise and all that. So, I mean, that's just one of the little factors that goes into it. City of Humble has been great to us. I mean, fantastic. Uh, we still have to do stuff through Harris County, and Harris County's been all right, but it's just a little bit more hoops to jump through. You know, it's a bigger city. It's just, I mean, it's a bigger thing that you have to go through. So it's, um, it's uh, that's, it's fine. And um, well, when, you know, you live and learn. But I mean, that's the main reason it was close to us. One of the other reasons the builder was willing to work with us on exactly what we wanted to do within there. Um, you know. All things worked out. So I know when we opened up the homebrew shop in Humble a few no. years back, when we opened up the homebrew shop, the fire marshal was like, man, we need to do occupancy. So the fire marshal came out. He's like walking around. He goes, how many people you want in here? And in my mind, I'd already drawn out like everything, like how many square feet of people we could actually fit in there. And I was going, man, it'd be good to have like 20, 25. He goes, how does 50 sound? Sounds fantastic. Okay, you got 50. <laughs> that was, that's how my... My working with the city of Humble went. Yeah, it was, it was has easy. been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just, it was just, it's, it's a strange, it's a, the whole thing is a strange thing. We don't know what we didn't know going into it with certain things. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lesson you have to learn. And I think for anybody doing any business, like you said, you, you come through and you're like, oh, is the fire marshal going to tell me I'm allowed to have so many people? If I tell him yeah. 25, what's he going to tell me? No, no, 15 max. You know, you have no idea. Well, when he said 50, I'm going, are we going to stand on our shoulders? I mean, how's this? I mean, what do we, how, how does this Chicken work? fights. Yeah, Chicken exactly. fights everywhere. <laughs> All right, you go by the malt. Yeah, you go over there by the, the, the grain mill, and yeah, it's on. I mean, yeah. it was just, yeah, but it, it was fun. I mean, is that where the big bear came in in here, too? I mean, you figured it was, like, close enough to the size of it? <laughs> Man, that, that's a, that was just one of those weird situations that we were at Holler Brewery. And hanging out, and Catherine over there, she's like, oh, man, everybody keeps parking here, going next door to Silver Street Studio. And I was like, what's going over there? It's this antique show that they're doing, but it's supposedly has some cool stuff. And I was like, well, hell, man, I'll walk over there and see what they have. She goes, well, if you go over there, buy something cool. I said, no, screw that. I'm going to buy something ridiculous. So they walked in. They had this bear just sitting there right That's in the perfect. front. That's cool and, and ridiculous. Yes. So, yeah, whatever, man. Cover we feel growlers. Things. We have a bear. And... We're in Montrose area, so it takes on a whole other term. But <laughs> we, we just kind of just yeah, enjoy the bear, enjoy the beers, and yeah, yeah stuff like that. Yeah. So this one now that you guys just poured is your barrel-aged version of the peanut butter versus jelly. That is correct. Our, our standard peanut butter versus jelly is a 8.2% porter. Uh, brewed on peanuts and grape for the jelly flavor, but the barrel age we use a uh, 14% imperial base that probably got a little bit stronger in the barrel. And instead of probably. grapes, Slightly. we use strawberries and raspberries. So we think it came out great and uh, a little a little dangerous to drink. Well, I think it's perfect to end the show with, but we still have one more segment after this one. So it's only going to get better when we have Ancient Cat Society hanging out talking music. We got uh, artisan filtered water to follow this one. <laughs> I will say this about Humble, though. Uh, uh, kind of backtracking when you said water, but uh, when we were brewing beer over there, we tested the water, and, and the Humble actually had really good water. 
and coming just from the city. And so I never put any chemicals or anything in the water. What do you, you guys plan on doing anything at the brewery, like putting a reverse osmosis or anything? No, no, I don't plan on doing any reverse osmosis. Part of part to me, honestly, is is uh, anytime you go through the history of brewing, every uh, brewing area has ways that the specific beers to their region and it's usually based upon the water right i mean yep. that really is so part of me of the whole artisan piece of craft brewing is you should use the water or i should say where i'm from the water you should <laughs> yeah. use the water that, 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 that how do you, you spell that there. just just is there a d in there there's a couple of o's a couple of d's like three r's i mean you can throw it all in there all right yeah so you use the water from the area that you're from, honestly. Now, you can modify it a bit to get it to close to what you want. Uh, I mean, and you, and you really do stylistically need to modify it a little bit. But honest to God, I think I really, I truly believe that you should, you should try and stick with what you have unless it's just complete crap and you can't do anything with it whatsoever. Then you got to go and do some RO stuff, you know. Um, I live in Pearland now, and... I would not use that. You turn it on and it smells like sulfur. I mean, it just, yeah, it, yeah. when you smell the water, I, that's, that's, that's bad. Yeah, yeah it's good just, for IPAs. I've been yeah. places like that where we pulled wells and they and it's been nothing but, you know, rotten eggs as you're getting it. So you can't you, you can't use certain things. But as you said, the water in Humboldt, I've had it tested too out of there. And profile is not bad at all. I mean, I could use it one way or the other. As you seem, I mean, we brewed a stout or a porter really and then an IPA. Same water came out of both. It's humble water. It's been modified a little bit, but both beers stylistically, I felt like, came out the way that they should. And so, you know, I, I, we can work with it. Let's put it that way. So some breweries, it's important for the listeners, will completely filter and clean out their water to where it has no salts whatsoever. Strip it down completely. Strip it down. And, and then they will go ahead and add whatever salts they're looking for. Our take on it is we use what we have. We modify it as we need. Uh, without having to completely strip it. Uh, the reverse osmosis system is great for purizing water, but ends up with a huge tax on the, the ecology of the area because for every gallon of good water, you end up with two or three gallons of trash water that you have to get rid of somehow. So... I would rather not do that if we can. Yeah, no, that's a, definitely a good way to handle it. Uh, you guys are going to be there off of Houston Avenue, correct? Like in between. Yeah. So if you were taken from the city downtown here, if you took 59 up north, Will Clayton Parkway. If you turn left, you go to the airport. If you turn right, first light, you get to us. So that's the five minutes the from the airport to put it. Not bad, not bad. I mean, Humble, Humble is, yeah, I said I grew up there, so you know, I enjoy seeing this. When Rick opened up the Hop Stop, it was like, man, that's an amazing spot, great place. And anybody out there that hasn't been there, you need to go just look up Hop Stop, go over there and check it out. Um, back Pew, just a little up the road. Correct, yeah. And yeah. Spindle Tap, just south of you guys. Yeah, Spindle Tap, they are. And They're awesome. Yeah. So you guys are going to be like, right, just a good little spot, man, and making making beers that nobody else is really putting out. And it's amazing. Happy to have you guys on board. Uh, we're happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be part of the Houston craft beer scene, man. So when, when's the next tasting going to be? I think you're doing something over at Beers Looking at You, right, down in Webster. Well, Saturday, actually, we're going to be over at uh, Growlers USA out in Katy. Out in Katy, yeah. First. May 28th. Yep. Yeah. And then we'll be down at Beers Looking at You. Uh, May 28th, Sunday. So. Excellent, yeah. Bringing so. different beers to each place. Uh, just trying to give something exciting for, for folks who want to check it out. Well, you're definitely stopping by my favorite places, which is good. 
which is good. Growler USA, I mean, it's Josh and the gang over there, man, do a fantastic job. Chris over at Beers looking at you down at Webster. That's another little spot, man, Webster. It's like, we're, okay, what are we doing on the way down to Galveston? Eh, stop in here by Novi. Stop yeah. in, you know, Beers looking at you. The saloon doors over there. Saloon door. Yeah. Man, they're making some good beers, really good beers. That's a little bubble of uh, craft, craft beer goodness that, that I think people overlook in the Houston area. Yep, I do definitely do agree. Well, uh, Justin, Mike, man, thank you guys for coming and hanging out, slinging free beer over here at the pub tonight. Uh, that was, uh, it was a really good time, man. We had a great turnout, and the beers are fantastic. And anybody out there that haven't tried it, look at follow them on Facebook, yep. Ingenious Brewing Company, and you can find out when their tastings are free tastings. I mean, it's free, free beer. And Why wouldn't you show up? People continue asking, when are you opening? And we don't have that exact date because it's out of our control. But until then, we'll give you beer for free. It's a good business model, especially <laughs> as a consumer. I appreciate that. Now, I appreciate you guys, man. I'm looking forward to the grand opening. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, I really we appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right, we got to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk with Ancient Cat Society, and we're going to be listening to some live music after that here at the pub. Drinking Mages, be right back. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cast Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cast Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin sackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com Cyclers Brewing Company is sitting on the outskirts of the Sam Houston National Forest in Montgomery where all you have to do is enjoy nature and make great beers Cyclers lineup includes their domestic wit Breakaway English-style IPA, the Ride Hard Rye IPA, and my favorite of theirs, the 5511 Imperial Red Ale with a nice ABV of 7.9%. Then the Big Daddy, Palmaris, the Russian Imperial Stout, hefty 9% ABV, and rounding out their lineup is the Abbey Miel Trappist, an Abbey-style double. Give them a try if you have not had one in a while. Cyclers Brewing Company. When you open up your eyes, what do you see? Is it just the empty prize that you've laid at my feet? And I can't tell from my device if that's what you mean. Just standing with your allies, you can make this all clean.
right, everybody. We are Drink of Ages Radio Show here at Drink of Ages Pub, and now we have Badass Ben hanging out tonight. Ancient Cat Society. What's up? Haley, Austin, and Sergio. How did you know that was Haley? Well, I didn't point. I don't think I actually pointed at at Haley when I said that. I think I was going down the line. But yeah, yeah, however it works out. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> no, I've spoken with Haley before, oh. so I know I have spoken with Haley. Ooh, so I, yep, it's, yeah, it's okay. uh, yes. So this is there's a little more history here than what we're leading ah. into. Oh, very cool. So, uh, but no, man, welcome, welcome to the pub, happy hanging to out. Be here. Yeah, we're uh, we're happy to be here. We're a couple, we've tasted some of the beers. Yeah, it's it's a fun place to do a radio show. I'm not sure. gonna lie. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, you guys, uh, you know, making music for a little while now. 2012, I think, was the uh, initial release, debut release. Maybe. Yeah, first release yeah. was 2012, but I think we started making music around 2010. Fall of yeah. 2010. Yeah. So, so uh, we're looking at about six, six, bu- and, a half, seven, six and a half, seven bones here. Woo. Yeah. It's been a long time. That's yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like a little kid. So I gotta ask this question, <laughs> man. So so why is it 2017 and now the second album's coming out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, second album, which I, I like to think of as the first, uh, the first big boy. The first yeah. the, the the first release we did was a very soft release, and um, we didn't really push it. Didn't have any aspirations of really. We just did it for ourselves, and we had some songs that we'd been working on, and uh, didn't have you know. No uh, illusions of grandeur or anything like that. Well, but you guys were very well received. Yeah, though with your first one. I think it, yeah, we had a yeah. good little a good little flow, but yeah, we did. I don't know I don't know why we didn't push that first uh, why we didn't push collection started, of songs. I think we all started getting busy with other, other projects. Other projects. Yeah. Yeah, projects. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. No, you know it's easy to get sidetracked sometimes. I'd say. But so. you guys brought it back together, yeah. and. I actually spent the time to put an album together. Yes. And it's not always the easiest thing to do. I've never done it. I always wanted to. I've got all kind of ideas in my head, and I can, I can almost play a saxophone and a guitar and a ukulele. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing on Thursday? What are you doing? Uh, man, wait, wait, do I get a gig? <laughs> Let's try this. Let's throw this down. Let's throw it down. Yep. So I mean, no, but to put it together though, and, and so now you guys are doing the the big album release party over at High Theater. I know, yeah, great place. And you recently released one of the singles. Uh huh. But in which, yeah. like you said, it's not yeah. like your your first your first uh, release. It was it was folk. It was very chill. Very chill. It, very it sounded like it was recorded in like a living room because it was. It was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And I mean, I think that was the idea because, you know, we're doing something really organic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and we had that, we were working with this guy, his name's John Griffin. And we're like, hey, John, he, he, he works over at Sugar Hill Studios. And I was like, hey, John, uh, let's record this at your house. Uh, because uh, I wanted to sound like it was recorded in somebody's house, you know? And I think that was the idea, and I think it came across that way. Well, the single you guys released is a little more upbeat than some of... Yeah, this is studio stuff. Yeah. Is uh, the style, though, is that something that uh, that you're going to find more on this new album than the last album? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's all... I mean, we recorded with Steve Christensen, and it was very... uh, This is a definitely studio album, you know? It's... It does, I mean, it's. It, 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 I don't think the intention was like, you know, screw this 
homegrown sound, but it, it, we were working with Steve. We're working in his studio, and the, the guy's just amazing, and uh, we just loved working in his space, and uh, it sounds like a studio album. Yeah. We, we kind of took a little more... Um, we intentionally just tried to come up with new arrangements, uh, make it a little bit more something else than what the first one was. Um, we, just did, we didn't... first one, I think we intentionally kind of limited ourselves to like bare bones instrumentation and, and that kind of thing. And the next, this one, we uh, added more instrumentation. There's drums, there's bass, electronic drums. Oh, yeah, you name there's, it, uh, it's in there. There's, there's all sorts of stuff. No didgeridoo, but... Xylophone? You know. yeah. Did you guys put a xylophone in there? Things. Yeah. I mean, if uh, we would have thrown one in there if we thought about it, but yeah. Uh, next happen. one, man. I'll next come. I'll, I'll learn how to play some xylophone. Yeah, a little You're rimba, hired. a little glockenspiel. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's get down. <laughs> I like that sound. Yeah, it uh, adds a little bit of extra oomph to the, the, the Americana sound yeah. to it. Yeah. So. yeah, And an accordion. You know, anytime you can put an accordion in anything. Austin can actually play accordion. Hardly, uh, but I, I have one. It's it's in its case. It's been sitting there for about three years now. Haven't really he pulled hasn't it out really pulled that bad time. boy. I used to, I used to play it a lot um, around in some other projects I was in. It made a lot of appearances, but the last few years it hasn't. Uh, you gotta let that baby fly. <laughs> you gotta let that xylophone free. You're a peacock. You gotta fly. Whatever it is, the accordion. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I think the that last beer that we had that they poured for us the fourteen percent plus probably more because it was barrel aged. Oh it may have had an impact. Yeah. They didn't. They did not let me <laughs> taste it. I was I was over there. I was like, hey guys, it looks like you got some beers here, and uh, there was a little bit of a conversation happening, and I was there. I was I was around, a present. Uh, for the conversation, but uh, I never saw the beers being poured. Didn't so. get to taste it. I think they're still here. So. Okay, so I stepped. Matter of fact, I see them walking around outside with a growler, oh giving God. samples. No. So we probably need to go ahead and end the show, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we can get those beers. Get back to some of that. There's beers out yeah. there to be drank. Yeah. So Heights Theater. Uh, what's the date? May twenty seventh. May twenty seventh. Yeah, that's going to be the album release party. And what time does that start? I'm going to say it starts probably around 9 o'clock, I think. 7 or 8? I think doors are at 8. Okay. And eight. I think uh, first band's at 9, which is Lamelda. Mm-hmm. And then Say Girl stays at 10, and then we play at 11. And you guys, you can listen to all of your stuff that you have out right now, plus a new single. It's on Spotify, correct? S- singles on Spotify, yes. Spotify, Apple Music, all the things. It's, it's Bandcamp. It's on, it's on the internet. You can it's, find it. It's on the if internet. If you look up Ancient Cat Society, that, that, will, that will pretty much take you right where you guys are. You don't have to do like a publisher's clearinghouse kind of thing. You know, <laughs> you can like find it on uh, the internet. Find it on the internet. Yeah. Ancient Cat Society, which, which I, I think is a pretty awesome name. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know, there's been a lot of discussion on that name. Uh-huh. I still, there, I'm still on the fence about it. We're seven years in. Years. <laughs> Just like, like a cat, the, you're still on the yeah. fence. Have we made? Yeah, I know, right? Originally a placeholder. It was originally a placeholder. Yeah. Well, but then you start on that, making graphics with, right. with with cats in it, and it's like, oh, that's actually pretty kind of neat looking. Yeah, well, cats are interesting creatures, you know. 
Yeah, sometimes they're a bunch of a-holes, and then other times they're the sweetest animal you'll come across. You know, and, I think and it's the same cat, just like think, us. And I think that's the thing. That's that's the that's the magic of the band. Sometimes we suck, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's magical. Sometimes it's. I like that. But the ancient yeah. part. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's like. This cat sucks tonight. Yeah, the ancient part though. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, because we're so old. <laughs> yes, you guys. We're like. We're just, I'm glad you made it through the door. I'll be honest <laughs> yeah. with you. Did you see me, like, kind of coming in with these crutches? Well, you know, fortunately, we put the the ramp up on the stage. So at the end of the show, you'll be able to. And I put the tennis balls on the bottom of my walker. <laughs> so, like. With your hurricane? Yeah. <laughs> the bartender was like, wait a second, do you want a beer? Yeah. 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 And they kindly asked they us for ID. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thank you, darling. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, bless your heart, kind of a thing, you know? Alright, well, Ancient Cast Society. Appreciate you guys coming and hanging out at the pub. And you guys, your music was played in between all the segments. And then uh, if you're here now, you'll be able to listen to them play here live. If not, find them online. The internet's an amazing creature. It is. It's, a, it's an interesting. Have you seen what's on the internet recently? I found a few places that was cool, and some places were kind of scary. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. You can get some dark areas really quickly. Have you found this thing called Amazon? Am- man, Amazon is Amazon Prime, and now we have Prime now, so we get deliveries here. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, between Uber Eats and Amazon Prime, I don't even have to leave. Yeah. Have you have you have you got downloaded Amazon Dad? It just <laughs> it just just like takes care of you. It's a it's a good good little app. It's, a, it's, it's so good. It's like it's like it's like Dad. How do I fix this air conditioner? It's like, oh, you're grounded, son. It's you're like, grounded, All right, Dad. Thank you. Be like, a real dad. Yeah, Amazon Dad. It's really real interesting. Dad. All right, we gotta get out of here because this show is over and we're all out of beer once again. Uh, I want to thank everybody who came on Ancient Cat Society, Ingenious Brewing Company. And everybody be safe out there. This show is sponsored by Eighth Wonder Weiss Timer. They're delicious German Hefeweizen that you can find on tap all over the place. And you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by Buffalo Body Brewing Company by going to drinkpages.com. You can find it on iTunes. And everybody be safe. Uh, we can't congratulate the Rockets anymore, but we can say go Astros. Yeah. They're go doing pretty good. I got to change my hat. And I know. I still pull for the Rockets, but, you know, unfortunately they're not in it. So go Spurs, go uh, Astros, and, you know, football season's not that far away. And go Dynamo. I think they're, uh, yeah, I haven't looked. Go but Comets. I think they're kicking some butt. Comets. 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 Spoilers. All right. Talk to everybody next week. Cheers.